I did a recent poll with several of the hosts in the space that I respect like the most, and 95% of them, and all these people have email us, 95% of them said that they don't run ABT, AB tests, excuse me. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Marketing Mondays. So, I did a test last week and I did not publish a Marketing Mondays episode. I was trying to get a sense for how valuable you all thought that these episodes, this kind of like new segment on the Behind the Stays podcast is. And you guys blew up my uh, Instagram DMs and my email and uh, several of you were like, where's the podcast? Where's the podcast? Like, hey, uh, is the podcast publishing soon? And and that just uh, was actually really exciting and, and affirming that you guys are, are finding some value in these, uh, in these episodes. So I read every single email that I get. I read every single DM I get and I try to respond to every single one of them. And I think I pretty much have responded to every email and every DM I've, I've received. Um, and, and uh, you know, it, it's just helpful to know that these specific marketing lessons are are helpful uh, to, to you all in your, in your context. So I'm pumped for today's episode. Uh, but if just a quick refresher for those of you who might be new to Marketing Mondays, this podcast segment is a shorter, more, more compact podcast segment. It's a solo podcast, which means it's just yours truly here. And the goal of each episode is to teach you sort of a, a marketing lesson, right? And or to sort of uh, reveal a marketing strategy, kind of unpack a marketing strategy is probably a better word um, that might be helpful for you to test in your context. And I'm a growth marketer by trade. I've helped uh, many well-known brands grow their SEO, grow their email marketing, um, do uh, a lot of robust sort of like campaign uh, consulting work as well. So uh, I've been doing this for about 10 years and, and I know a thing or a thing or 10 about how to help brands uh, achieve their goals uh, through through sort of a detailed marketing strategy and of course the the tactics that uh, correspond to to those strategies. So one of the things I wanted to talk about today and I posted about this on Instagram and several of you said that this would be helpful. I want to talk about uh, email marketing, but I specifically want to talk about email marketing A-B tests, right? And the reason for that is when it comes to marketing, if you're not testing a lot of different things, right, and learning from like the data that those tests yield, you're not really a data-driven marketer, right? And uh, the reality is none of us have time to to not consult data. Uh, so e- email A-B tests are incredibly important because they help give us a sense for what our audience is interested in. They help us get a sense for what our baseline metrics are, right? And then it really helps us get a better understanding of how do we sort of move the needle to increase our open rates, increase our click-through rates, et cetera. So we're gonna do uh, a couple of different segments here on email marketing specifically because it's just such a powerful sort of like medium for, for hospitality entrepreneurs and, and, and Airbnb marketers. But I wanted to start today with just kind of like a fun episode on 10 creative-ish is what I'm calling them, <laughs> email marketing A-B test ideas specifically designed for you all, uh, Airbnb hosts and hospitality entrepreneurs. So I did a recent poll um, and uh, w- with several of the hosts in the space that I respect like the most and 95% of them, and all these people have email us, 95% of them said that they don't run ABT, AB tests, excuse me, um, to, the, to their email list, which was which was just shocking. Um, now, for what it's worth, regardless of industry, people are, believe it or not, marketers tend to be really bad at writing these tests, or sorry, conducting these tests. And the reason I think for that is, by the time you've written like one email, the idea of like, 
versioning it out, right, is can be exhausting, right? Like you spent so much time writing this email, thinking about the subject line, and coming up with a dual version just seems like it seems ridiculous. Like who's got time for that, right? So I thought it would be helpful to just give you guys some ideas for different super simple tests that you could run to to test out again what sort of uh, uh, tone and style and format resonates best with your your target audience, right? The people that are following your stay, the people that have subscribed to your short-term rental newsletter, et cetera. So we're gonna dive in here. These are fun, um, again, pretty sort of like creative-ish emphasis on the ish, right? Um, uh, And so I'm excited to hear what you all think about this. Oh, and by the way, if any of you do decide to run these tests, please let me know uh, how they perform, okay? So email marketing A-B test idea number one. I call this the suspense versus the exclamatory test, okay? So this first test is all about the use of punctuation in subject lines. So in, in every A-B test that I've actually ever conducted, subject lines with ellipses win over subject lines with any other uh, punctuation mark. And I think it's just because like, Ellipses sort of like indicate that your your thought is unfinished, right? And that the only place to kind of finish that thought is to, you know, op- open the email, right? And understand like, okay, you know, w- w- what is the author of this email getting at? Again, I don't have a lot of data to back up that that's the reason why people open emails with ellipses more, but it, it and every test I've run uh, with ellipses versus any other uh, punctuation in a subject line, ellipses always win. So go ahead and uh, test this in your own context, right? So use an ellipses in, in one subject line and then uh, version that out. Again, split your uh, your list in two and then use another, You know, may, may, maybe use an exclamation point, right? At the end of your subject line. So again, what you're testing here is punctuation in a subject line's influence on your email open rates and how you will evaluate that winning test is which email receives the most opens. So that's idea number one. Idea number two is what I call the Donald Draper versus Steve Jobs test, okay? This is a classic email design versus email copy test. So Don Draper, for those who are not familiar, he's the protagonist in the critically acclaimed Mad Men series, and he's known for his ability to just artfully string together words that that quite frankly just compel his audience to take action, right? Whether that be to buy a product or, you know, adopt Don's way of looking at the world. Yeah, he's a very influential guy. He uses words to influence very strongly. Steve Jobs, as we all know, he he like revolutionized design, right? I, I would even go so far as to argue that he was sort of like the original minimalist, right? He, Steve Jobs understood the power of simplicity in design, to just evoke emotion, right? To, to evoke a very meaningful response. And to this day, Apple's branding includes very few words, right? Instead, they use very rich, very contrasting imagery to, to inspire their readers to take action or their the prospective customers to, to click buy, right, uh, uh, on, on the Apple website. So what you're testing here is whether copy or design has greater influence on click-through rate, right? So this is a click-through rate test, right? So you want to have one version that's got a lot of copy in it, really beautiful words, right, strong strong imagery within the context of those words, but like no actual images, right? And then a nice fat yeah, CTA button that says book now or, you know, favorite uh, this day or whatever it might be at the end versus an email that includes lots of beautiful, beautiful images. Make sure that these images are sized down, right, and sized appropriately. Otherwise, they'll get caught in spam filters. But the contrast here is between like no images or images in an email. I think that this is actually a really fun test for hospitality entrepreneurs because like, 
you all, you know, like the business, right, is selling a space, right, is selling an experience that one can have in a space. And imagery is typically like really crucial uh, to, to communicating that, right? So anyways, this, this will be a really fun test, especially for, for you all. So again, you're, you're testing copy versus design and how you will evaluate the winning test is the email that receives the most clicks. All right, email marketing A-B test idea number three, I call this the playing hard to get versus roses on the first date uh, test, okay? So this this test has everything to do with the uh, the choice that you're giving the user for how they can engage with your communication, okay? So if you're playing hard to get, you're, you're offering the email, the email recipient like only one way to interact with you, right? So it's either like click this button, let's say it's your book now button, or not. You're, 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 you know, you're after commitment here. Like you're not into something that's, you know, just casual. On the other hand, the roses on the first date is like you're so eager to get any attention from your audience that you offer an array of opportunities for them to engage with you, right? Like you just, you'll do anything to get that second date, right? Um, so you've got the book now button, but then you've also got to subscribe to our blog and, you know, download our guest guidebook or watch this video of Levi Kelly doing a Airbnb tour of our, of our space, right? Whatever it might be. You're, you're presenting a plethora of opportunities for the recipient to raise his or her hand and let you know that they're that, that they're there, like that they're interested, that they're reading your emails. So what you're testing here is the correlation between the number of CTAs or the number of links in an email and your click-through rate. How you will evaluate the winning test is the email that receives the highest click-through rate. And click-through rate, right, is that of the number of people that opened the email, how many of them actually clicked on a link in that email. So that's test number three. Email marketing A-B test number four is what I call the Trader Joe's versus Costco test, okay? So Trader Joe's is known for being like a disruptor in the grocery store space. And, and one of their claims to fame is that the design of every store is influenced by the neighborhood that the store resides in. So for those of you who don't have Trader Joe's, I'm sorry, it's incredible. They're the best thing ever. And um, if you don't have one, next time you visit a, a place that does have one, please go and, and check it out. It's, it's quite it's quite the experience. It's they have like the happiest grocery store employees I've ever met. I don't, like everyone there just seems to be having a good day all the time. Um, anyways, <laughs> I digress. So in, in these stores, you'll find like murals of like national monuments. For example, in their store in Capitol Hill, and and you'll find mosaics of like the Golden Gate Bridge and their store in San Francisco. As for Costco, right? Uh, let's just say you're getting a, a more like a more sterile experience right from a product standpoint trader joe's isn't objectively better in fact they actually source a lot of their food from the same farms and factories and vineyards that costco does uh little known fact it's a lot of the stuff comes from the same place but the shopping experience is like they, 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 they're totally different. Like it, it's a night and day difference, which makes for a fantastic email test. So you have freedom on how many points of personalization you want to include in your email, but I'd recommend the Costco version not contain more than one variable field and the Trader Joe's version contain at least three variable fields. And what is a variable field for those of you who might not be familiar? It's a piece of data uh, that exists on your contact, like the, the first name, right? So you know when you're in MailChimp or you're in Constant Contact, or whatever email tool you use, you have the opportunity to insert like tokens, contact tokens is, is how some uh, tools refer to them. So what you're doing here is you're trying to get a sense for how influential 
what, what sort of influence does personalization have on an email's performance? So for, again, for the Trader Joe's version, you want at least three variable fields. So beyond their first name, you, you want to include any other, uh, uh, at least a couple of other personalization tokens that might have, that might, you know, um, enable the uh, the recipient of that email to get excited about kind of clicking through and, and, and downloading that offer or booking the stay, whatever it might be, versus the Costco version. No more than one uh, uh, personalization token. Maybe no personalization tokens, right? Maybe just like, hey, here's our place. Like, book it. <laughs> that that's what you're trying to test. So again, what you're what you're testing here is the correlation between personalization and click through rate. You could also test the correlation between personalization and open rate if you've got like personalization that happens in the subject line or preview text of the email. So how will you evaluate the winning test here? Well, the email that receives the most opens or the most clicks, depending on what you are testing. All right, email marketing A-B test idea number five. I call this the politician versus the comedian. So the purpose of this test is to generate better insight into the tone and style of copy that convinces your audience to engage with whatever it is that that you're offering in the context of your email, right? So email A is, is the politician, right? It contains copy that is inspirational and, and calculated and safe, right? Like nothing jarring, nothing offensive, nothing too provocative, while email B is the comedian. It's, it's let's just say like, you know, a, a bit ballsier uh, in terms of tone and style, right? So the copy in the comedian version is, is funny, it's personal and it's edgy. And the, the tone of the politician feels, you know, might feel a little bit more like a, a Liberty Mutual ad, right? Whereas the tone in the comedian should feel a little bit more like all states iconic like mayhem ads if you, if you uh, catch my my drift here right um, th that's what we're going for now keep in mind the winner of this email test will be the one that generates the greatest conversion rate from the email so the goal is to discover which words and phrases inspire your constituency to not just click through the email but to actually complete the offer that's what we really want to test here right whether that offer be to book or to you know download a your your guest guide or again to watch like an airbnb tour video whatever it is the winner of this test is the one is the greatest number of people that actually go and do the thing that you're inviting them to do within the context of of the email right that's what we're that's what we're really testing here all right, email A-B test idea number six. I call this the baby boomer versus the Gen Z test, okay? So my grandfather, he read the newspaper religiously, cover to cover, every morning. And that's where he, you know, got his news. Um, I watch videos on Twitter each evening to kind of catch up on the most important moments of the day, right? Just, and I'm actually not Gen Z. I'm, I'm a younger millennial, so I'm right around the, the cutoff here. But um, just to give you a sense of like, obviously, generational differences in, in consuming content and consuming news, right? So all this is to say, it's, it's no surprise that content consumption preferences are different. And what this email test is all about is how the format of the email, right, the format of the content is influential to your constituency. So really what we're trying to understand is like, what is the what is the right verbiage to include in this email that um, that convinces people to take action? So the baby boomer version invites like the user to let's say read uh, a, a guest testimonial, right? While the Gen Z version might invite users to watch a video of a guest just talking about what an incredible experience they had at your your Airbnb, right? So the only difference in these communications is like what the CTA offer, the call to action offer is, and the language that you're using, like a read versus watch. That's really what we're testing here, right? Um, this isn't like the best test, to be honest, because not all of you have videos and whatnot, but, but you get my drift here. What we're trying to do is we're trying to understand like, okay, 
how does what kind of like ver, how, do, how does verbiage influence response? That's ultimately what we're what we're getting at with this test. All right, email marketing A/B test idea number seven. I call this the couplet versus the verivers. So shout out to all of you poets out there, right? I don't really know anything about poetry other than um, what a haiku is, but I <laughs> like these tests. Um, and in fact, the, this actually might be my favorite test of all because I'm a, I'm a real sucker for like good email subject lines and preview text, and I love like the art of crafting like a great email subject line and pairing it with a with a nice uh, snippet of of preview text. I don't know. I just like that's like my high. <laughs> um, that was kind of weird. But uh, the, the goal of this test is to determine whether related or unrelated subject lines and preview text generate a greater open rate. So in poetry, obviously, you know, a couplet refers to two lines of a verse, and and usually in, they are in you know the same meter, and they, they form a, a unit, right? Now, oftentimes this unit rhymes, but but not always, right? But but oftentimes. Now, free verse, on the other hand, is is sort of like the catch-all category in poetry, right? Like there, there aren't really rules. So for our testing purposes, the couplet must include a subject line and preview text. And for those who are, who are like, what's the preview text, right? So you know that little like snippet of text that you see before you open the email. So you see the like, you know, if you're in Gmail, right, you see the subject line, it's bolded, but then you see another little snippet of text next to it. That's the preview text. Now for most email, email providers, like a MailChimp or a HubSpot or a Constant Contact, whatever you're using, they should allow you to customize that preview text. Um, if you don't customize anything, it'll just default to bringing in like the first 70 to 120, depending on the email service provider um, that you might be using characters into that preview text, right? So it's always important to like customize that um, if you have if you have the option to do so. So again, what, what you're testing out here is whether a preview text and, and subject line that like relate well to each other um, uh, solicits the better open rate or the free verse, which is like two totally independent thoughts, but two totally independent opportunities to kind of share a little bit more context of what's inside the email. You're testing which one um, which one sort of uh, uh, encourages more people to to open the communication. So you will how, how will you evaluate the winning test? You'll evaluate the winning test based off of the email that generates the higher open rate. All right, email marketing A-B test idea number eight. This is called the oops versus the re. Now this test is somewhat controversial, okay? And some, including yours truly, consider this test to be like semi-manipulative. That said, it works. Like it really, really, really works. Um, at least from like an open rate perspective, right? So this is another subject line test and the oops version throws out oops with like an exclamation point in front of whatever your subject line is. This sort of indicates that like you sent an email to your audience uh, before and, and like you made a mistake, right? And like these emails, like I've done so many tests um, with with <laughs> with these uh, these words in subject lines, and goodness gracious, like it it they get it they get a lot of open rates. Um, I don't know if there's something just kind of like sick about all of us where we like seeing people like mess up and fail, and especially when it's like a brand, right? Like it's fun to see them fail. I don't know. That's kind of really weird and sad, but but for whatever reason, they generate high open rates. And the re is sort of like the same thing, right? Where and by re, I mean like R E, right? With a, with a colon here, this implies that your email is a response to an email that somebody sent you, right? Again, I would caution you all here. I I think that this is a test that is worth doing if you need like a great Hail Mary pass sort of thing. But if you're not quite there yet, if you don't need this email to perform wildly, like probably just disregard this this test. <laughs> that said, if like you're like, oh my gosh, we have like, you know, uh, uh, you know, three nights that we need booked like now and we've got um, 
no one here. There's you know a last minute cancellation. Maybe there's an opportunity to to play with these and uh, see how they perform. <laughs> um, all right, just two more here, folks. Uh, email marketing A/B test number nine is the P.S. I love you versus the friend zoned. Now this is a good email A/B test if you're trying to discern where you really stand with a particular audience segment. So like maybe you have a bunch of people that signed up for your newsletter but they haven't really engaged with any of your communications recently. This is a good test about like, you know, this is a good test to see, you know, whether or not um, they're worth keeping in your your CRM or not, right? So the PS I love you test is a PS line that invites users to take some sort of serious next step with you, right? So like book a stay now or sign up for our ping or whatever it might be, right? Shameless plug for ping by spontaneous, Ping is an incredible tool that helps you increase your direct bookings. Folks can sign up for Ping. They can say when they want to come to your place, even if your place isn't booked. And then if a cancellation happens and or if you decide to open up some new availability in your calendar, anyone that's following your stay during those dates will instantly get an email and be notified that they can book your stay. So Ping is a super cool tool. Actually, one quick uh, last aside here. So there are some of our early customers are doing some really cool things with Ping where they're actually sending everyone, like bef- when they open their calendar or right before they open their calendar, they, they've been sending everyone to Ping saying, hey, tell us when you want to come. And then what they've been doing, which is like really smart, is they're saying, oh, wow, like we had six people request this particular weekend. Then when they open their calendar, right, they can actually charge more than they were maybe uh, planning to for that particular weekend because they know that there's like six people that want that specific weekend. So just, again, one of the many things that you can do with Ping. Uh, if you want to learn more, head on over to bnbping.com or reach out to yours truly. Okay, uh, that was, again, a shameless plug, guys. But <laughs> appreciate you uh, bearing with me. Okay, so that's the PS I love you versus the friend zone. And the friend zone is also a PS line, and this includes like, several different ways people might be able to uh, take action with you less of like a decision stage thing and more of just kind of like an awareness stage piece of content like maybe it's like you know hey uh by the way like uh you might want to download this guest guide or check out like a new resource that we just built uh, around like the best restaurants uh you know around our around our neighborhood or you know something like that right so what you're what you're really trying to do is you're trying to with this test get a better understanding of like where people are at in their like travel journey right like are they are they close to booking? Are they close to making a decision? Or are they, hey, it's you know March and I'm just browsing and I want to see if maybe I want to stay in your place in you know October or something like that. So this is just a good way of of ascertaining a little bit more about where people are at uh, in the context of um, their 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 travel journey, right? All right, and last but certainly not least, email marketing A/B test. Idea number 10 is called is the toy versus the ace. Now, this is a timing test, okay? This one is 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 so simple and um it's actually almost never tested, which is which is really interesting. So the goal of this email marketing A-B test is to experiment with the timing of your email campaign. So most hospitality marketers send emails to prospects between 6 and 9 a.m. on Monday through Thursday. Believe it or not, this is like pretty standard across all industries. Um, I think the idea is you want to be top of mind, right? Um, uh, or as, as we say in the context of this test, top of inbox. That's where toy, T-O-I, comes from. So you want you either want to be top of inbox um, versus um, after close of business or after you know close email is, is a way of thinking about it, right? Like 
how do you send you test out sending the same email to half of your audience first thing in the morning so it's like the very first thing that they see when they open their inbox versus with the other half testing out all right how do we send like an email at 505 p.m right like right after people like get off work or you know whatever which one performs better right so what you're testing here you, again you can test a lot of different things you could test open rates you could test click-through rates you could test you know final conversion rates personally i'd recommend testing for conversion rate on the actual email offer because ultimately what you're trying to gauge is when you have like the greatest attention from your audience like when is when is attention highest like when do you have the most influential amount of attention from your audience so i think the best indicator of, of quality attention is measured by the percentage of recipients that are willing to accept and complete your request for action so in other words if you, if 30% of the people that you send an email to after close uh, of business, right, that that ACE email, after, the after close email, if 30% of the end of booking, whereas like at top of inbox, TOI, that, that version of the email, you get 2% people that end up booking or whatever it is, that that could be a really strong indicator of how you how your tone and style for like those afternoon and evening emails should be written when you're trying to fill sort of like a last minute, um, you know, uh, date that just opened up in your calendar or something like that. All right, folks. Well, uh, there you have it. Those are 10 free email AB marketing test ideas. Again, creative-ish. Uh, this was this is free, man. So you got you to gotta work with me. These aren't the world's best ideas. If you want the world's best ideas, um, let's chat. I, I've, got, I've got loads more uh, where, where this came from. But anyways, my, my greatest hope with this is that it inspires you guys to think a little bit more critically about your email marketing strategy. Think about like, hey, we're, if, if we have this newsletter, we're, we're acquiring all these email addresses, either pre-stay, if we've got a solid direct booking strategy or post-stay, what are we doing with them? Like, how are we keeping people engaged throughout the year, right? This is a really, really easy way of testing out tone, testing out style, testing out email frequency to get a better sense of how many emails you should be sending, when you should be sending those emails, and what those emails should look and feel like. All right, folks, thanks again for tuning into this episode of Marketing Mondays. If you've got any feedback for me, if you like this episode, if you want Marketing Mondays to keep on keeping on, uh, shoot me an email at Zach, Z-A-C-H, at spontaneous.com or find us on Instagram. It's at spontaneous, and then you can just send me a DM. I pretty much run our Instagram, so um, I'm always there. Appreciate you all uh, tuning in. Thanks for your time and best of luck. Have a great week and we will see you next time. Hey friends, hope you've enjoyed today's show. If you are an Airbnb host or know an Airbnb host who'd like to come on the show, please send me an email at Zach, Z-A-C-H, at spontaneous.com and we will chat. Behind the Stays is brought to you each week by Spontaneous, a carefully curated weekly newsletter that brings you the best last minute deals and upcoming steals on Airbnb. It's sort of like Scott's cheap flights, but for Airbnb. You can sign up once again for free at Spontaneous.com. Last but certainly not least, I didn't believe in Marie Kondo's whole spark joy mantra until I started podcasting. Now, my joy is sparked every time I see a new subscriber roll in. So please hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And so you add a little spark to my joy fire today. Okay, that was kind of weird, but um, we're gonna roll with it. Subscribe um, and thanks in advance. All right, everyone, see you next time.